Hey, everybody. Welcome to the only podcast that matters. We are live on another Friday. Last time we spoke with you was, I guess it was the day before Thanksgiving, a Wednesday. Hey, Dave, welcome. Happy to be here. Playoff weekend. Big things coming. All right. And we've got Mr. Joe B is with us tonight. Joe B, how you doing? Awesome. You're on mute again, as usual. All right. Thanks, Joe. Hi, Joe. Joe says he's happy to be here. He's, he's glad to be back. He's putting on his binocs real quick to get himself uh, into view mode slash here mode. Here this we go. is why it should be a video for that kind of stuff. Hey, Joe. All right. And he'll figure it out. And we've got a uh, first time guest on the podcast and a lot to talk about with this gentleman. Success beyond success. I would argue the most successful person in the history of our league. We've got Van Smith. Hey, Van, thanks for making it tonight. No Metallica inner Sandman. First, a little disappointing. Sorry, but do you know uh, that intro song? Do you know what band that was? I do not. Anyone? Joe's still got the glasses on. Joe, you're on mute or something. We can't hear you. <laughs> Are we going to have to stop and start over again? All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to hit the, hey, podcast people, I'm going to hit pause. I wasn't on mute, so I don't know what the hell is going on. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe, do you know who that band was that was playing at the uh, intro? I want to say the Kinks, but it wasn't the Kinks. That's not terrible. It's not terrible. You're 15 years too, uh, too early with this band. Uh, it is, I decided, I actually didn't realize this. It's in my top favorite four bands of all time. It's The Clash. The Clash. Ah, so good. So good. And their nickname, by the way, because I say this every week at the beginning of the podcast for all of our listeners, I always say the only podcast that matters. The Clash called themselves the only band that matters. And I'm telling you, go deep on The Clash. Uh, You probably know The Clash for... Combat Rock. Yeah, any of that. That's dog shit. Go deep with them. I mean, it's, it's great music. If anybody on this podcast likes Green Day... You start listening to Clash, you just go, hey, I know where Green Day got a lot of their ideas. I'm a huge Green Day fan, so don't get me wrong. But yeah, so we've got everybody here. Van, thanks for joining. Let's get into the podcast. We're going to talk about last week as we always do. We'll have a game for you this week. And of course, we now know who's going to be in the playoffs and how that's going to look. So we'll talk about how the projections for both the regular playoffs and Boy, I hate to call it. I'm, I'm just going to say the undercard. I'm not going to call it the loser bracket, the undercard. And I, I've been in that. Dave, you actually won the loser bracket last year in the $50 well, that comes Well, let's with be it, honest. Right? There's, there's almost as much to win or lose in the loser bracket as there is in the winner bracket because no one wants their picture taken with a uh, T-shirt of the choosing because next year we'll have the vaccine and be able to actually see each other. Oh. And, uh, yeah. Well, I had suggested, perhaps I'd had too much bourbon that evening, Van, but I had suggested, hey, 
uh, let's juice it for the losers. And you had an immediate response via text to the league. I mean, what are your thoughts about it? I think you were declaring it's socialism. <laughs> half jokingly, half serious. But I think that's a fine prize for winning the loser bracket, 50 bucks. Well, isn't it great for you? And as I said at the intro, and, and, and my apologies, we had a little technical issues out of San Antonio, but... Uh, Van has been in this league two years. He, uh, he agreed to, I think it took many green teas for him to agree to play and he got Dave's feeder team. So Dave would have won last year and probably would win this year had Van not taken it, but he won the championship last year and congratulations, Van, you win the regular season, uh, championship and with it, a uh, hundred bucks, Dave, something like that. Yeah, let's. Uh, I'll look that up to confirm it. I took a picture okay. this year, so no one could argue with me, especially but, Mr. Al Hara, because he was very upset that the loser bracket got anything last year, and he wasn't really sure what people got paid out. So, well, I Van, screenshotted it this year. In all fairness, Van was right with them. The two of them complained about it. They both hated that losers get money. But the reason that we do that, Van, is you want to keep them engaged. So yes, I totally get it. It's a retention. And sometimes. And, and you're you starting to notice out because he's pouring your drinks. It's the same people every year in this loser bracket. It's the same. It's the Kristens and the Johns and the L's. You know, every year they're there. I, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'm going to talk to Mike V because I like a lot of what's going on with Mike V's team. I think there's a lot of potential going on. But okay. So we know what the playoff picture is. But before we get into that whole conversation, and congratulations, Van, Dave. Let's go through last week's games. You kick it off for us. Which one do you want to look at first? Well, why don't we quickly go through the payouts, just so everyone is clear. Payout. I think we did this, but here we go. So there's $1,500 in the pot. $300 went to Mike V as a survivor winner. $250 is going to Van as the regular season winner. The loser's bracket gets $50 bucks back. The Super Bowl runner-up gets $250, and the Super Bowl champion gets $650. Those are the payouts. Well, and the team that had scored the most points during the regular season gets dick. Or so has audio problems. Well, I don't blame you for being bitter. Uh, actually, that's an interesting point because I did not actually realize that I won something for the regular season. You did. You I did. thought it was I thought it was most points. So 250 coming your way for regular season winner. Nice. I, and look, and congratulations. So no sour grapes here. I think it should be most points, but um, the bigger question and the bigger point is, can we have a rules conversation maybe earlier than two days before the draft? I would suggest that anybody that has ideas, kick the ideas over to the rules committee chairman, Dennis Garza. Like I have one that I'm going to send to him, which is I would like for the commissioner to open up the trading window for two weeks prior to the keeper deadline pre-draft. So two weeks before the keeper deadline, you guys can disagree if you want to, but there's other things to discuss too, which are, do we like the rules? Do we like the point allocations that are out there? And of course, are the payouts fair? Uh, and congratulations, uh, honestly, it's not sour grapes, but there is something to be said about the points leader. Joe lapped the field. I believe it was by 104 or 105 points. That's a lot. That's a lot in fantasy football. 
football to have won by to only have snuck into the playoffs on the last day. I mean, a very strong outing. So maybe that's where we start. Let's talk about Joe B, the young hoes against the chubby to Kareem pie, which I, I texted and not Joe, I didn't text you this, but I texted widely to many people before the start of play Sunday. And I said, I thought Kristen was the odds on favorite to actually win it. I thought I was going to blow you out because that's what happens with your team. And as it turns out, you had a huge day. Anybody only had to turn on the TV in the first quarter and watch what Patrick Mahomes was doing with Tyreek Hill. And you could see that this was going to go one way and one way only, Joe. And, and which is why I'm going to let Joe talk. I said on the podcast last week, if Joe gets to the playoffs, I don't want to play Joe. I feel like the timing is going to come around for you. You're my odds-on favorite. We'll talk about it later in the podcast, but you're my odds-on favorite to win the championship, which the guy wins by 100 points for the league. So why shouldn't he be? Joe, what do you think about last week? Uh, it was nice to see Tyreek Hill go off and get 57 points. Um, even without the 57, if he would have got, what, 20? I think I still would have beat you. Um, but it would have been a hell of a lot closer. Uh, between him and Aaron Rodgers, you know, Rodgers went off for 33, Tyreek Hill with 57. That put me in a good place. And I'll just say, you know, where the hell's, where the hell's Tyreek been all season? But, um, you know, it's fantasy football. But a good win, I'll take it. As long as I get to move on, I'm happy. He's like uh, a fair amount of receivers in this league, like uh, a couple of guys with Seattle, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. You can't not play them. Back four or five years ago, that was Sammy Watkins. You had to play him every week, but he might pull out with a hamstring after the first quarter. Joe, I think Tyreek Hill had 51 points in the first quarter. I'm pretty sure it was close to that. He did. He, uh, he did, Michael. And and um, he set the uh, points record for like fantasy football history uh, with that first quarter outburst. Um, if he would have continued that throughout the rest of the game, um, I believe it was the number six all time highest score uh, by one player in the history of fantasy football. So um, it was cool. It's good. It's good to be on the receiving end instead of the giving end for a change. So that's what she said. Um, yep. There was some nerdy podcast I was listening to the other day, and they were talking about the top 10 greatest fantasy performances. And these nerds will go back. They'll look back in history like they do in baseball before anybody was playing fantasy. And yeah, it's, it's like top seven. The only person that's ahead, uh, actually there's six ahead, but uh, Jerry Rice twice. Jerry Rice's fantasy numbers were insane, Dave. Were they not? I mean, the, he's the best wide receiver in the history of football. So the, the thing about fantasy football is it's in this year, even more than any other, if you have explosive players, you have a chance to make the playoffs and win. And, you know, that that's what happened here. It, Tyreek Hill went crazy and he could any week because I am convinced that Kansas City can do whatever the hell they want every game. And you're either going to double Hill or you're going to double the tight end, Travis Kelsey from the University of Cincinnati. But one of the two of them is going to score a lot of points every week. Hey, Dave, if I can jump in there, it's, um, you know, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Okay. Um, you're, you're on the receiving end of either 
DK having a huge game and Tyler Lockett getting shit or Tyler Lockett getting everything and DK getting nothing. And, you know, unfortunately for Michael, it was DK got it all and Tyler Lockett, you know, uh, ended up with what, like uh, five points. Um, so, you know, it, timing is everything in fantasy football. We all know that. Hey, Van, I'm going to – Van, uh, I want you to respond to this. So, Joe made it sound like Tyreek Hill hasn't done anything for him this year. Here are his points by game. 15, 20, 20, 16, 17. He had a 5. 17, 25, 32, 27, and then the 57. It sounds like bullshit to me. Tyreek Hill is a very high producer and consistent, Van. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. And I'm curious when he was drafted – do you remember when you drafted him? Uh, in terms of, let's see here. Uh, he was 36th overall. He was my first pick in the third round. So the first two rounds are keeper rounds. So I picked him in the third round. He was the guy I picked up in the third round. Yeah. So he was a first round pick. He was my, oh, he was okay. my first round pick. I was number, I was 12 out of 12 uh, in the draft. So I picked last in the first round and he's the first guy I took. Well, and you were talking about nerds going back and like looking at fantasy points going way back. I don't know if you saw this, but Tom Brady, and you, you mentioned Jerry Rice. Tom Brady passed Jerry Rice this year as the all time leading fantasy point scorer. It makes sense. Just, just to show how good Jerry Rice is, was. Is that a how good you was? Or is that like a Pete Rose, how many games you've played? Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Van, what's a more impressive record? Which is a record that will never be beaten of these? Will Chamberlain, 100 points in a game. Mm-hmm. Joe DiMaggio, 56 game hitting streak. Or number three, Pete Rose. Well, I, I think it's higher than this, but I remember 4,192 hits. The hits record in the major league. I'll go DiMaggio. Well, and I just watched a documentary on it recently. Right. Um, the reason why is, like, you could get into a situation in a basketball game where the team just decides to just feed you nonstop. Like Kobe's 80, you know? Whereas, like, the hitting streak, especially these days, it's all individual. You got relief pitchers coming in, fresh arms. So I'll go DiMaggio. Wow. I mean, it's never it, really been come close. Rose got 44, Keeler got 44. And then you could have a guy that could break Rose's all time hit record just because Altuve he's healthy and comes in young. So I, I'll definitely say DiMaggio. After this year, I'll too. But Dave, I know you disagree with Van. I saw you shaking your head. The record that's not going to be broken is which one, Dave? Well, I mean, look, I, I honestly, I don't think any of those records are going to be broken. But the one that will never, ever, ever be broken again is Cal Ripken. Cal Ripken. Exactly. Yeah, you guys are idiots. That wasn't even one of the options. It doesn't matter. You guys think somebody's going to score 100 points in an NBA game? Oh, Iron Iron Man Cal Ripken. That's that's the one. Did did you watch the bubble this year, Michael? 
When you have TJ Warren, who's been on like five teams in seven years, scoring 60 points in a game, at some point, a terrible team is going to let that guy stay in all game and shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot. Will it be broken? I don't think so, as I said. But the one that will never, ever, ever be broken. It wasn't an option. I didn't give you that option. It It wasn't an objective. Hanging Chad. I I did a write-in vote. Oh, good call. Game. Good call, Dave. Great answer. The next game, X-Men against mm, Boogers exclamation point. Dave? Wins yeah, well. Anthony, Anthony could have had the number one seed, so you turn him upside down. Dave, what was the key to your victory other than a little Fitz magic? Yeah, nothing matters about the one or the two seed. As long as you get the bye, that's what mattered this year. And well, I really – Sorry? And the 250 bucks. <laughs> Not Are you kidding? Isn't it like 100? Is it 250? Oh my God. <laughs> All right. Continue, Dave. Continue. I mean, are you kidding me? Anthony spends $250 on the fucking doorknobs of his kid's car like every other day. So it's all good. It's, I should have never, ever picked up. <laughs> the, the freaking kicker coup. I'm happy to win. I really am, but I'll be honest and I could be wrong. I would have been way happier this week to have been fourth in you taking my place in third, Michael. To oh, play half yeah. No doubt. Yeah, no, I'm very happy about it. Um, Young Ho coup was a coup. That was an awesome pickup, dude. That's all so, I'm going to say about that. Kristen, Young Ho coup. Uh, Kristen dropped him. And he was out there for a while, and Joe, you didn't pick him up. So a little disappointing. No column from you this week, by the way. No column. So I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, Anthony's team, we're going to talk a lot more about Anthony's team. I've been a doubter on his team, and I continue to be a doubter on his team. But, I mean, he still puts up 128, which is more than I did last week, with Camara only getting six. The problem with this, Taysom, is it Taysom or Taysun? N or M? Some M. Weird name. What a weird name. I mean, that's not a name that Mormons usually have, unless it's like from the Bible. I don't even know. It's not like uh, some sort of made up name. Various ethnicities like make up names, but usually not the Mormons. Be honest with you about that. But uh, I mean, come on. He's absolutely hurting Kamara's output and then the uh the other one uh Murray Murray actually had a huge huge game is that not right Dave I I don't have his stats up but I recall him scoring multiple touchdowns they played a game against a team that didn't have a quarterback they're 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 playing it smart to not get their best player injured he had 87 points on the bench Michael he would have beat me if I wouldn't have picked up Koo and if he would have played any of his other players on the bench in the positions that he didn't it's uh, look, I know Anthony's a Philly guy. Miles Sanders needs to ride the pine, baby. Ride the pine. Burrow deep with a huge loss. Again, I thought I was, I almost put it out to the league to take money on this. I'm glad I didn't. Burrow deep got destroyed. She had a great week two weeks ago, but 106. And then Al beat off to Al or everyone beats off to Al, whatever that thing is. Every week I'm, I struggle with that name. I, I've, I really encourage Al. I know he doesn't listen to the podcast because he doesn't have enough time there in the bar in the wee hours, but I encourage him to change the team name and maybe change the energy around it. But 141 to 106, 
I don't know what I'm more surprised about. Kristen's poor output or L141. It, Joe, that's got to be his biggest week of the year, right? He never got 141 before this week. Correct. His highest score was uh, 133 back in week three. God, where um, has this been? David Montgomery gets 25. 25. Yes. Justin with- Jefferson, 26. James Robinson, 26. What did he have? Uh, 20, uh, 16, I believe. Um, so, yeah, huge week from Al. Uh, Melvin Gordon on, on, if I can go to Burrow Deep's starting lineup. Melvin Gordon, three. Daryl Henderson, one. Darren Waller, who has been an awesome tight end all season, six points. And for whatever <laughs> reason, she started <laughs> Darius Slayton. With, who the hell is Darius Slayton? Zero. Giants, right? Giants. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I was digging on your Giants, dude. Uh, well, zero. Not terrible, but he, he didn't have a good week. Hey, so look, at the end of the day, this game didn't matter one way or the other because Kristen was beat out of the gate because Al's team is not really bad if people were healthy. But this is a big upcoming year for Al. He's got a lot of keeper eligible players. I was just going to say, he's got this Justin Jefferson as a keeper. Stud. This guy could explode next year. I mean, he's already exploded. Can you imagine if he had a quarterback throwing him the ball? Uh, I mean, I'm a Maddie Ice guy, so 14 points sounds <laughs> awesome to me. <laughs> and anybody else I pick up, they're going to have a terrible week. So I don't know. Uh, this Robinson, uh, uh, well, Eckler, too, back. Eckler's been injured until now. He had a great game, right? 20- He's solid. He's solid. Yep, correct. He came back off an injury. So- even on his bench, though, he had some legitimate options. Yeah, Kristen's team, and she wouldn't trade this Waller. Oh, this Waller is so great, yelling at me about it on the podcast, off the podcast. He got six points. He's a mutt. He's a total mutt. Oh, and by the way, she got 40 out of Watson, but she gave up Derrick Henry. Van, in what world does someone give up Derrick Henry for, for uh, Watson? Yeah, look, definitely not. Um, I mean, I, if I was starting a franchise and I had to pick a running back, it would be Henry. And if I had to pick a receiver, it'd be DK Metcalf. Van, where did you grow up? Dave's edition of DK Metcalf, I was trying to get him so bad. I even offered Josh Jacobs, but apparently she doesn't look at her trades on the website. And she said, (laughs) You should have texted me. So. Yeah, no, you have to text her, and then she yells at you and tells you what a bad trade it was when she's giving up keeper DK Medcalf. I've already apologized many times. I missed that day oh. when it first happened. Yes, Dave, good for you. You got it. You figured it out. You're playing 3D chess. Good job. What did Van- you give up for Metcalf? Nothing. It was. It was. What was that trade? It was nothing. It was just Melvin no- Gordon. Melvin Gordon. Oh, what a steal. Hey, but let's hold on. Let's let's reverse this real quick. I'm going to finish this up and then ask the question you asked Van, Michael, after this. Next year, Al is set up big time. Big, yeah. big, big time. James Robinson is the number four running back in all of football right now. And he's got Justin Jefferson as well. Both of them are keepers. Both were free. Hey, hey Dave, Dave, you're assuming that Al's going to do the right thing. 
Al will do the right thing. He will do the right I thing. So. He, Nobody he wants to get more than Al. He's definitely doing the right thing. He recognizes it. Sorry, Van, I didn't mean to talk over you. No one wants to win more than Al, correct? Van? Yes, but you know what? I think that he's cursed his team. Because if you think about his team name, That's the only way that it works is if you put beat in front of it, which means it only works if you lose. It's bad mojo. It doesn't make sense. I trip over it every single week. Yeah, exactly right. Well, we'll see. Well, ho hopefully Al keeps the, keeps the right two players, and he'll be good to go. I don't think he listens to the podcast, despite he has many wee hours at the bar, but that's okay. Well, let's put the phone call over the loudspeakers. Can we do that? Well, here's what I miss about the deuce, and you guys will remember this, uh, and I'm pretty sure he got rid of it because of me. He had that Touch Tunes uh, jukebox, right? And you can play that from anywhere. I could be anywhere, and all of a sudden I'd be like, I'm going to play a little La, bon little La Bamba, or uh, you can call me Al, or to really piss him off, Sweet Caroline, or Tessie. Okay, let's be completely honest though since this is a very honest podcast and it's about a quarter of the way through so we're not totally inebriated at this point you, you played those songs but talking about how far we're into this thing go ahead switzerland but you played those songs like six times in a row yeah true and i would get a text from vanny he'd be like hey gorman i know you just played that song like randomly at a weird time yeah just for fun that was 3 15 p.m you're not like pissing off the bar owner, you're pissing off the patrons. That's we, the point. I enjoy all of those things. <laughs> That's why I like to play the Partridge Family on jukeboxes. That's fine. Whatever. But the real question is, Michael, do you enjoy those songs or do you enjoy the frustration of others when they hear those songs six times? I love those songs. And our game this week, I'm going to preview it right now, has to do with songs. All right. Let's move on to the Sandman. Puts them over the top. I didn't have enough time before the podcast started. I want to go back and map the various team names of Dennis. D. Garza loses 154 to 126. He had a chance to make the playoffs also. Had I cooperated, which I didn't re-kill, but the Sandman still, he's looking pretty strong. I, and again, Dave and Joe have been saying throughout these podcasts, and you've heard this, Van, they've been saying – the best teams are uh, Anthony's and and Hefs, and I keep saying no. It's uh, I've been saying you all along. You've heard me say that. I said you're a dangerous team. You're a very dangerous team. And look at you put up 154 week 12. What was the key to your victory with Teddy two gloves at your quarterback position? The key was uh, Will Fuller's injection prior to the game. Fucking steroid guy. You you should be disqualified because your guys are on steroids. I mean, it's that simple in my mind. I mean, come on. Will Fuller, 35 points, steroid injecting MF. I agree with you. If, if you look at my team. Jesus, he had 35. He had 30. He's out. Yeah, that is a fair point. No, the, my team has no star power at all. If you look at Joe's team, it's like in another world. Uh, they know. don't. My team doesn't score. Your guys on steroids—they're awesome. 
Hey, this, this was a good game this week, though. This this was a good game, and in and in I feel really bad for uh, Dennis from the standpoint of Brian Hill was the starting running back. I mean, Gurley didn't play, so you have to play Hill, which he did, and then they, they ended up bringing Ito Smith in, who I think scored like 26 points. Hey, kudos, kudos to, you know, Dennis for picking Brian Hill up off of waivers. I mean, that, yeah, that's I a great pickup. But back to, back to Vance team. Vance got a solid team. I never said that, you know, he's in the middle or the lower end of the pack. Vance team is up at the top. Um, we, you know, Cal, Calvin Ridley has come off the, you know, came out of, I, I don't want to say nowhere, but he's been solid all year. Kenyon Drake, in fact, Van tried to uh, trade me Kenyon Drake at one point a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, he's a bum. Well, Kenyon Drake scored 23 last week. I mean, so, you know, down, A.J. Though. Brown, A.J. Brown is con- as consistent a wide receiver as you can get on your team. Everybody wants an A.J. But Brown. you want to talk about consistency, and not in this league, but in my other league, the guy that I picked up that you don't even play, Van, Wayne Gallman for the Giants has put up big points. He has. Michael's laughing. Yeah. He thinks it's a joke. Look at his statistics since he took over. He's been well, really good. That will lead me to, I don't know if we have a segment for it or not, but I think we might have a couple of too many bench slots. Because, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, if, I, I, I don't remember if I said this. Them. I don't remember if I said it on this or on our pregame on the house party. But, um, yeah, rules committee, any ideas that you have, please send them to Dennis Garza. We're going to have a no, no, no. We, we will, no, 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 not Dennis. We, we will set up something this year. By the end of June, everyone has to have in what their picks are. Uh, we will have a podcast to determine what are stupid and what aren't. And those are at discretion. And the other ones will be up for a vote. Okay, so that podcast, Dennis is the chairman, self-elected chairman. The podcast will happen when we have less games to look at. So, okay, Dave, that's fine. Anyway. Um, and Wayne Gall- mentioned- just, just as an aside, Wayne Gallman's had no fewer than he's averaging 15 points a week uh, since week eight, I believe. 16, so- 12, 13, 18, and 18. Yeah. I tell he, you might be, he might be a flex guy, actually. Yep. So most people would think that the guy that loves the Giants would have picked him up and had him on his bench, but instead Van does. You can have him. I hate him. Wait. Not Van. <laughs> Goldman. <laughs> and by the way, we are going to win the division, though. First place, New York football Giants. Woo! Hey. Wayne Goldman. Dave, why – you live in Connecticut. Why do they call them the New York football Giants? You've heard that from more than just me, right? Why do they call them the New York football giants? Because they're not the baseball giants. Correct. That is right. Hey, can I just say one thing? Because we all went to high school, I assume. This uh, Gasecki for Miami. Is that how you say his name? I don't even know. Yep. Penn like State. Gusecki. He's like the girl uh, that we all knew starting in about 10th grade, 11th grade, maybe daddy issues and was passed around from one to another. How many teams is this guy going to be on this year? I know he's been on at least four teams. Gasecki, the tight end? Yeah. When, when you need, when I had you need him. a tight Chris end. Had him. Somebody else had him. And oh, you mean picking him up. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. When, you need, when you need to punch somebody in, he's a viable option. Yeah. He's not – well, some weeks he's a viable option. He mostly sucks. That's why we keep dropping him because he's, he's bitter. Hey, Van, before we move off your game, a little bit more about you. You are from the South, and I would argue you're the only team member that's actually from the South. I don't count Texas as the South. 
Uh, I want to say you're either from Georgia or Tennessee. Tennessee. Correct. Correct. Uh, Chattanooga. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Good. Oh, no. I thought you were going to ask a question. I'm from Knoxville. A little town. Oh, Knoxville. Knoxville. University I was Knoxville. surprised to be watching a documentary on Arizona on Amazon Prime this week, and they were showing Knoxville. There's a lot of water running through Knoxville, rivers and whatever. That surprised me. Tennessee River. Oh, it runs through the state, and that's where that's why you see TEA there. Tennessee Valley Authority with other dams. Yeah. Yep. The cadence of someone from the South, if you're not from the South, and all of us have lived in the South, everyone on this podcast has lived in the South. Many of us are from Northern places where we look for more hurried language, more clipped language, like get it out. But you must appreciate the conversational level and the awareness of people from the South. They're just slowing it down a little bit and explaining themselves. Van, do you know, and I know you're a guy that likes Ireland like I do, the name Smith, Van Smith, uh, how would you translate your last name into the Irish language? Go. Do you know what it is? No damn idea. Oh, it's McGowan. McGowan. You'd be Van McGowan. Really? Yeah. Yep. That's fair, fair, fair point. I was a young, young person in Ireland. Uh, had a friend named Sinead. McGowan, who always said that Smith, not like that, from Derry. And if you called it London Derry, her brother would come over and beat you up. All right, let's talk about the next game. We had the Detroit boys playing each other first week and last week. We had the. Anybody have anything to say about this game? There's not a lot to say. I mean, John is not beating the 500 record. He lost, not him. He didn't make the bet, but Kristen did. And she's Derek, Derek Henry, 37 points. That's all you have to say. Just to There's get nothing else Just to say. To but I will say, I yeah, will I got say. 40 from Watson. I got 40 from Watson. <laughs> yeah, well, here's the thing, though. It's John has not given up at all. He's on every week picking players up, and his pickup of Herbert. Was pretty right, enough. We're always like we, we we spend more time throwing roses at this guy's feet than anybody else in the league, and he's he has consistently year after year the worst team. But go ahead, encourage him on, Dave. Go ahead. Hey, nope, look, nope. Let's cut it off right there. He gets a participation trophy, and let's exactly. move on. Thank you, Joe. Enough. <laughs> I called right. this out. I tried, John. I, I tried. And then the last game that no one really cares about, Jay Fry. Jay this is an ugly fucking game right here. Fucking. Well, the first thing that I noticed is Jay, Jay Fry's bench scored negative eight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll make a, I'll throw in some stats on, the, on Jay Fry. Uh, <laughs> weeks, weeks one through nine, Jay Fry averaged 127 points a game. Weeks 10, 11, and 12, Jay Fry averaged 66 points a game. Yeah. Oh, that's futility. I think that's the lowest three-week average score in the history, the seven years of this league. Hey, Joe, uh, what, what week was that? What week did it turn bad? 
Uh, week 10, he scored. Oh. Uh, we have to go back and figure out what week he was on the podcast. Maybe we really fucked his life up. I think it was the week before, week nine. Mm-hmm. He had 120. Oh, points. boy. And then 66. So he's, he's averaged uh, 66 points a game from 10 from weeks, 10 week, 10 forward. Has he really? Well, well he, over three games over wow. a three game period, 66. If you take his average. score and take his bench out, he scored 58 total points with his entire oh, active oh, roster. Wow. And, you never like it when you're carrying two head coaches and they both. Look, here's what I will say about Jay Fry to remind you. He has licked the trophy, and he's won the baseball championship. He puts a lot of energy into it. And as somebody that has shown up maybe one time in the loser bracket, maybe twice, that happens. Dave, it's happened to you too. It uh, happens to back, Yeah, I will put odds up right now that say he will be back in the playoffs next year because he pays attention. Jay Fry, good job, good job. Um, we're going to talk about the loser bracket here in a minute. Before we do that, though, and before we get to the game, Joe B., I know you couldn't make it last week because you have early onset Alzheimer's, but I know you had a bunch of comments about things that were talked about in the league last week. So let's hear it. What do you got? Yeah, a couple things to clean up. Uh, One of the questions uh, Michael posed, and I believe it was to Dave, was uh, wide right. That was in the subjective answer period, I believe. White Wright was Super Bowl 25, and it was Hostetler, but the year was What's uh, Hostetler? January January 27th, 1991. Okay, it was Super the 90, 25. But it was the 90s season. Yeah. It was the 1991. Yeah, it was the 90s season. We all know it was the 86 uh, Giants when Phil Sims. Phil went- Sims. 22 for 25 or 23 for 25. He set the record for, I think it's still there, uh, completion percentage for quarterbacks against the Denver Broncos, who we beat. Yep, uh, correct. In Super Bowl. And then we've beaten the Patriots twice in the Super Bowl. But go ahead. How are the Bengals doing, Dave? Dave. Uh, <laughs> the Bengals? Dave? All right. Joe. All right, I'm not done yet. So uh, the, the, the other thing was uh, Hef lost the van in week 11. By one point, Hef's kicker had a negative one points, which Matt Crater, yes, ultimately cost him the game. And and Dave asked during that podcast, were there any other kickers this season that had negative points? And the answer is yes, there were two, but neither of the two were rostered. One was Sam uh, Ficken, uh, had a minus one uh, New York Jets kicker versus Miami, went minus one. And the other one was uh, in week six, two of them in week six, Jake Elliott minus one Philadelphia against Baltimore. Hmm. But uh, both of those kickers were not rostered. Hey, did uh, you say Jake Elliott had a negative week? Jake Elliott had a negative one in week six uh, against Baltimore. Michael, I'll give you one guess who drafted Jake Elliott in the sixth round. The Dallas Cowboys. The, Philadelphia the Cincinnati game. Bengals, I do believe, out of Purdue, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Know that. Hey, by the way, Crosstown Shootout, on is it Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. If it's under five points, lay some bucks on the XU Musketeer. I've, I've gotten fucked doing that before, though. Oh, well, whoa, fuck on. I'm going to lay some bucks on it. You are? 
Yeah, oh, but yeah. sometimes against Cincinnati teams, you'll go, well, I'll bet against them a large amount of money because I'll win either way. If if the other team wins, great, then I win money. And if the other team if if you see wins, then I'm happy. It's 2020, bro. There's no fans in the stand. It doesn't matter. This is basketball on basketball. They're gonna get Xavier's played five games. UC's we playing at uh, whatever bleep 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 center at Xavier. Are we playing at? No, the... they're they're playing at Cincinnati, but it doesn't matter. There's no fans in the stands. So Michael Lee's not going to make it in somehow. Oh, I'm sure he's going to be like rappelling down from the rafters at some point, but it doesn't matter. What about Kristen and her best friend Biff, who is a season ticket holder at Xavier? Well, I'm sure they would have like a bullhorn outside, but I know they don't need a bullhorn. They just talk out there and it's all good. And Dave, I don't know if you know this. I don't know if I've ever mentioned it. It might be a huge surprise to you, but as a high school lad, I was and applying to colleges, I got into uh, Xavier University. Did you know as a that? Three point guard? As an intellect that they didn't know what to do with. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Along with Penn State, I got rejected from James Madison so they can fuck off, man. They can fuck off, God. Mr. UVA. Wait, did you get into UVA from out of state? Yeah. Jesus Christ. That's fucking – that's like getting into Harvard. For people on the podcast that don't know that, that is a hard school to get into from out of state. This is why Van has a loft, people. Well, well what would you get on your SATs? I have no idea, but he's a liar. He didn't want to tell you liar. I know my daughter made a much higher score than I did. And she did not get in. And she went to a great college. What, what college is that? <laughs> oh, damn. I served you a softball. <laughs> Northeastern. Thank you. Hey, everybody. We are going to play the game. We're going to play. Joe, is there anything else or is that it? Yeah, one one last thing. Uh, phrases most uttered by the folks on the podcast uh, seemed to be a topic of conversation last week. And so I went back and I checked the tape, and MDG has uttered, fair enough. I was just going to say that. Before you even said that, when I re-listened to it, I go, what's with all the fucking fair enough? 72 times since inception. Did you really go? You're making that up. Though, but I didn't say it a lot. Nope, nope. And uh, Dave, let's be honest, 32 times. <laughs> well, <laughs> wait a minute. Are these real numbers? These are real numbers. And Dave also uttered, hold on, which in the Cincinnati lexicon is hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, that was 41 times. 41 times. 41 Brutal. times. <laughs> so, no more fair enough, let's be honest, or hold on. Hold on. Let's be honest and fair enough. All right. That, I don't know if you're fucking with us, but if those are real numbers, that's amazing. That is the greatest stat I've ever heard in my life, honestly. Very good. It's very good. Where, where okay. is fucking Padres cap? Yeah, Slam Diego. He's Yeah, it's bullshit. All right. At, hey, uh, guys. 12, 12 times. We're okay. going to play the game. Did you really write up? Oh. All right, we'll talk about it afterwards. All right, let's play the game. Let's play the game. Let's play the game. I thought we were peeing right now. 